Thank you for joining us here on the Radio Bible Course. Are the stories in the book of Genesis true? Can we trust them? We've been looking at what Jesus believed about the book of Genesis and those fantastic stories, such as the Adam and Eve story, the Cain and Abel story, the flood, and Abraham. In yesterday's program, we raised questions about Abraham. Although the Bible has much to say about Abraham, there are people who don't want to believe that this man really existed, and they suggest that Abraham was the invention of people who wanted to be established as the special people of God. Well, what did Jesus believe about Abraham? He had much to say about it in John chapter 8, beginning with verse 36. Jesus said, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are ready to kill me because you have no room for my word. I am telling you what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you do what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. And Jesus said, If you were Abraham's children, then you would do the things Abraham did. As it is, you are determined to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the things your own father does. And later in John chapter 8, Jesus said, You belong to your father the devil and you want to carry out your father's desire. To whom was Jesus speaking? He was speaking to the descendants of Abraham, and yet he denied that God was their father. He said their father was the devil. What does that tell us? It tells us that our father is the one that we obey. And they clearly were obeying the devil. They were opposing the Son of God, sent by the Creator of heaven and earth. Well, Jesus had more to say about Abraham. He said, If I glorify myself, my glory means nothing. My Father, whom you claim as your God, is the one who glorifies me. Though you do not know him, I know him. If I said I did not, I would be a liar like you, but I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced at the thought of seeing my day. He saw it and was glad. You are not yet fifty years old, the Jews said to him, and you have seen Abraham? I tell you the truth, Jesus answered. Before Abraham was born, I am. At this they picked up stones to stone him, but Jesus hid himself, slipping away from the temple grounds. Ah, Abraham was a real character according to Jesus, a historic figure, and Jesus knew all about him. Is Abraham important to us, we who are in the church of Jesus Christ? Yes, he is. In Romans chapter 4, Paul writes, what then shall we say that Abraham, our forefather, discovered in this matter? If, in fact, Abraham was justified by works, he had something to boast about, but not before God. 
What does the scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Now, when a man works, his wages are not credited to him as a gift, but as an obligation. However, to the man who does not work, but trust God who justifies the wicked, his faith is credited as righteousness. What is Paul telling us? He's telling us that Abraham didn't work for God, he believed God. And he uses Abraham as an example of how we become children of God. And how is that? By not working. But instead, by believing the one who justifies the ungodly. What is written here in Romans chapter 4 was not written only for Abraham's sake. For Paul writes, it was written also for us to whom God will credit righteousness. For us who believe in him who raised Jesus our Lord from the dead, he was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. The New Testament has much to say about Abraham. He's mentioned again in Paul's epistle to the Galatians in chapter 3, where he establishes that salvation is through faith. The way Abraham was saved, we are saved today. James, in his epistle, writes about Abraham also, and he tells us how he obeyed God, this righteous man. In the book of Hebrews, beginning with chapter 8, we again read about Abraham and his faith. It's there where we are told, without faith it's impossible to please God. Abraham proved that. When he believed God, he did please God, and he believed an incredible promise. In Luke chapter 16, Jesus instructed his disciples. What he told them is important, and one of the things he told them was a story about the rich man and Lazarus. This involved a character named Abraham, the Abraham of the Old Testament. Listen to it. There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. At his gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores and longing to eat what fell from the rich man's table. Even the dogs came and licked his sores. The time came when the beggar died, and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. In hell, where he was in torment, he looked up and saw Abraham far away with Lazarus by his side. So he called to him, Father Abraham, have pity on me, and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, because I am in agony in this fire. But Abraham replied, Son, remember that in your lifetime you received good things, while Lazarus received bad things. But now he is comforted here, and you are in agony. And beside all this, between us and you, a great chasm has been fixed, so that those who want to go from here to you cannot, nor can anyone cross over from there to us. He answered, 
Then I beg you, Father, send Lazarus to my father's house, for I have five brothers. Let him warn them, so that they will not come to this place of torment. Abraham replied, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. He said to them, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be convinced even if someone rises from the dead. That's a story that Jesus told to instruct his disciples. Did Jesus believe in Abraham? Oh, yes, he did, and he also believed in the validity of Moses and the prophets. And he said if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, in other words, the Old Testament, they wouldn't be convinced, even if someone came back from the dead. Now that's important instruction to us. Jesus believed those prophetic books written by Moses and the other prophets were the word of God. He turned men to the word of God. He believed it. But someone might ask, where did Jesus get this story? Jesus received that story from the Father. He said in John chapter 17, verse 8, For I gave them the words which you gave me, and they have accepted them. Jesus also said in John chapter 12, He who rejects me and does not receive my sayings has a judge. The word that I have spoken will be his judge on the last day, for I have not spoken on my own authority. The Father who sent me has himself given me commandment, what to say and what to speak. When Jesus affirmed that there was a man named Abraham, he was speaking the word of the Father. He spoke only what the Father told him to say. And from that story about Lazarus and the rich man, we learn some doctrines. That there is life after death. A man may die, but his body dies. His spirit continues to live. And there are two places where men go. One to Abraham's side. And who goes there? The people of faith. And the others go to a place of torment. It's for people who do not believe. The Apostle John wrote about such people in John chapter 3. He said, He who believes on him is not condemned, but he who believes not is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And at the end of John chapter 3, he wrote, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. But whoever rejects the Son will not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. And that wrath in the Bible is described as a place of suffering. Men who refuse the messenger that God sent, Jesus the Christ, will pay an awful price. This is God's offer. He sent him here not to condemn the world, but to save the world. And he promises eternal life to everyone who would dare to put their trust in him. That means abandoning all other trusts 
Men trust in rituals, in their religion, and in their good works. You may even trust in your prayers and in your Bible reading or your Bible study. God wants you to trust in the one who can save you, his Son, Jesus Christ, the only perfect one and the only one who never sinned. He is the only one qualified to pay for your sin, and he did it when some 1960 years ago he went to the cross, and God's judgment, which should have fallen on us, fell on him. What a Savior he is! And God offers us eternal salvation by his grace. What do we have to do to get it? Believe God. That's what faith is all about. Believing that God has provided the Savior and believing the promise of God that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. The Bible refers to that message as good news, and it is good. And here's more good news. The Radio Bible Course has two booklets which we think will help you in your life with God. The first one is a 20-page booklet entitled Grace. It'll tell you about the wonderful way that God has of saving people. The other booklet is Heaven's Password. It will teach you what God's only requirement is that you must fulfill in order to get eternal life. Until next week, this is Nick Calavoda reminding you that the word gospel means good news. Our address is Radio Bible Courses, Post Office Box 14916, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70898. The website is rbcword.org.